How's it going, Spooky fans? Welcome to another episode here of uh, Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I'm your uh, your chilling host, Ruben. And I'm Quinn. So, uh, this week for our episode, we have actually a really interesting movie, uh, to say the least. Um, it is Wishmaster, which was made in 1997. Um... But yeah, no, seriously, yeah. Quincy just gave me this weird face of like, oh my god, really? It looked older than when it was, but yeah, it was made in the. It was made in '97. I was thinking '93, but it was peak '90s. Right? Yeah, no, it I seriously it. was. So, Quincy, before we get started, let me ask you: Have you ever seen this movie before? I've not. You have not. So I've heard of it. You've heard of but it. I've never okay. Seen it. All right. Cool. Well, awesome. That's always a great sign that we got a good movie going on here, which we'll go over our rating uh, our rating aspect of it later. Um, for everybody just tuning in with us, and this is your first time, this is a podcast where we talk about spooky um, horror movies that we've seen, where you can watch the movies with us as well. Um, this podcast will have spoilers in it where we talk about uh, different things that have happened throughout the movie. So if you're wanting to watch this movie, which I highly recommend... Um, hit us, hit pause on us for a few seconds, go watch that movie and come join us again. Okay? We're waiting. We're, we're waiting now for you. This is me waiting. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, welcome back then. If, if you did put us on pause to go watch it. Um, so Wishmaster, it was made in 1997. It was directed by, um, a Robert Kurtzman. Have you ever heard his name before? I have not. Not. Okay, cool. Well, here's the thing. Robert Kurtzman is actually a very, very popular person in a lot of horror movies, but not for producing or directing or anything like that. He's actually more popular for his makeup and special effects. He's worked on multiple movies, and I mean like multiple. Everything from Night of the Creeps, Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead. Um, he's done uh, like... Bride of the Reanimator, Tremors, Misery, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Like I said, he does. A, he's done so many things. I love all of those movies. Yeah, no, and as you can see, like, did you notice? Like, there's there's a lot of little um, little things that kind of like made you think of other movies. Other? Yes, there were lots yeah. of lots of the special effects. I kind of noticed like they were. They kind of seemed like nods. Yeah. It kind of yeah. tied to other movies. Just the designs were very similar, but not in a mm -hmm. bad way. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. Too. Um, so this movie also was um, a Wes Craven design, too, which he makes some of my, my all-time favorite horror movies. Oh, yes. I just I love, I love all the stuff that he does, too. Um, one of the other ones that I really like, too, is, um, and it's, it's from the 90s also, Vampires. Yes, Vampires is really yeah, good. I remember that watching that too. once. Yeah, but we'll get into that one on another episode. Um, so with this movie, this movie actually starts off in Persia. Okay, so as we start off, the movie automatically hits like oh, just it's already pedal to the metal, like it's already going 100 miles an hour kind of thing with everything from death and destruction. This is uh, priest or wizard is walking down the hallway with uh, with just people dying around him. And, it, and it's not just like, oh, they're going to fall down and die. It is straight up gruesome death. This beginning scene was incredible. This man gets fully Han Soloed into a wall. Yeah. There's a snake person. Somebody's skeleton just says, like, I, I'm going to head out. And yeah. just climbs and like, out and of And just their jumps body. Out, of his, out of his body. It was so cool. Right? It was like, incredible. It was, it was, there was no buildup for this at all. It was just straight like, hey, here we go. Here's Persia. The lady Boom. that looked like a, a lady Groot. She was like a tree monster. I didn't see that one. Yes. It, the, she, it shows her from the side and uh -huh. she turns. It was right before the snake person crawls up and is like, help me. Oh, and then the guy's skeleton crawls out. Yeah, I noted him because I thought the designs <laughs> and it was it was gory mm -hmm. without being like super gory. Yeah, like I mean, yes, there was blood and everything like that, but but the special effects again on this movie is just it, it's on point. Top notch. It is super top notch. That's why in like, Face Off they always reference Wes Craven movies. They mm -hmm. always talk about him, and I think he's been on there a few times. Oh yeah, he's been a guest judge on there multiple times. Um, but yeah, like no CGI or anything like that, and even the parts that were CGI'd, you can. I mean, yes, you could tell they were CGI, but it would still if it flowed with the rest of the movie. Yeah, you know? it wasn't out of place it, and it, it wasn't weird. It didn't make it corny. Yeah. It didn't make it corny like at all. So the the priest or this wizard, he's going through everything like that and he sees all these people that are dying. Um, and so 
we get to the uh, the the Pharaoh, uh, not Pharaoh's chamber. Well, I mean, it's no, that's, king. That's, yeah, king. We'll go with king. Um, he gets to the king's chamber, and right before the king makes his, uh, we find out that the king has actually made two wishes. He's wished. Um, we don't know his first one, but his second wish was to um, see see um, wondrous things, and. Of course. Apparently is snake people. Snake people and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't specify what kind of wonders. Yeah. Okay. And so the priest tells the, the king, do not make any more wishes. You're going to condemn all of mankind. Um, everything uh, that's going to be just horrible in the world. So there's like this demon creature that's there, um, which based on the movie, guys, you can probably tell he's a, a, a jinn or a genie. He's the wish master. Yes, he's the wish master. He's got infinite powers and everything. Um, he's just not blue or funny or anything like that. He's very evil, very despicable, very um, just like, I'm sorry, he, he gives you shivers. He gave me shivers. He looks like, like Calabar from Halloween Town and it weirded me out. Yeah. So the priest seals away the demon in a gem, in, in a jewel, uh, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to go with gem. Okay. I called it the blood diamond in my notes. The blood diamond. That's actually a good one. I think it was close to what that was called. Or like the, the stone of fire or something like that. Yeah. Um, because you also, uh, which we'll probably co- we'll cover a little bit later on, um, of why they call it the, the, the fire. Yeah, the, the, fire the next, exact name yeah. of it. But okay. we, we find out that the wizard, the, the djinn, mm-hmm. if someone specific makes three wishes, yeah, the world ends pretty much. Yep. It mm-hmm. becomes, like, all-powerful. Yeah. It opens up a gateway uh, from his world, from, like, the jinn's world uh, to the human world. Yeah. Okay? Um, so the priest traps the jinn in the world, and that's the end of that we see of, of Persia. Um, we flash forward up to the present now. Um, well, present of 1997. <laughs> um, and we see a character. Um, I, I forgot his name i didn't write it down because i can't read my handwriting sometimes <laughs> but he was played by robert england oh uh mr beaumont mr beaumont yes that's right okay um so mr beaumont so he's actually a collector of um fine antiquities yes like ancient um, antiquities mm-hmm. really cool yeah which was super awesome and so he's been waiting 10 years for this one statue to come in and folks like i said before this movie has no slowdown period really straight from the get-go whenever they're unloading this uh the statue his assistant gets crushed under it because um, the construction worker, the crane guy that was working on it, spills his uh, his his uh, Irish coffee. Yeah, we'll call it the Irish coffee. Yeah, we're here with an Irish coffee. Um, all over the controls, causing a malfunction, um, releasing the the lever on it, and legitimately falling this or dropping the statue on this assistant, killing him instantly, splattering him in seconds. Can I talk about the assistant? Yes. I didn't know until the end of his movie. I had to, the movie. I had to look it up. Uh-huh. But he's been in so many things that I've seen. Yeah. And I love him as an actor. And I don't, yeah. I don't know his name. I felt so bad. Uh, <laughs> but his name, I looked it up. It is Todd Ramey. Or Ted Ramey. He's been... I think he was in Godzilla. I know he always plays like the friend. So he's never like a main character. But I really like him as an actor. Yeah. You know, like he's very noticeable. And you're like, oh, I've seen him several times, yeah. which is really funny just that he died within like instantly. I thought it was going to be a main side yeah, character. Yeah, I thought that that's what I thought too. Whenever I first saw this, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so when the statue falls on the, on, uh, on the assistant, um, another construction worker actually sees the gem that was hidden inside, steals it, and takes it to a, a pawn shop, pawning it off. Um, from pawning it off, the, uh, the pawnbroker actually takes it to a auction house and that's where we actually meet um alex she is the uh the lead girl in this one she's played by tammy tammy loring do you know um anywhere that you might have seen her before i don't know but throughout the movie i was watching it and i was like okay she looks like somebody who was in a fox primetime show from the 90s like, she seems like she was in one of those dramas, uh-huh. but like a sci-fi drama, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Well, it actually wasn't a sci-fi drama. It was actually um, Home Improvement. She was She was in Home Improvement for eight years. She played Patty as one of the assistants for for, uh, for Tim the Toolman Taylor on the show. She was like the, yeah. the hot girl? Yeah. That was her. My mind is blown. Because <laughs> the, the whole time we're watching it, I she looks like um, Linda, Linda, Linda... The lady from Terminator. Oh, that's her too. I think she was... No, no, it wasn't the lady from Terminator. No. It looks like the lady she, from Terminator and Denise Richards became one person. Okay. And I was... 
I, I thought she did something sci-fi. No. She looks very yeah, no, no. It, it, she she does resemble really much of a of. Um, I know somebody's of, screaming of, it right now. I know they're like this. they're like, oh my god, you guys are dumb. Come on, figure it out. Um, uh, Sarah Connor. We'll Sarah just call Connor. her Sarah yes. Connor. That's no, not that, her real I mean, name. No, that's, but that's the character name in Terminator yeah. too. Sarah Connor. Yes, that's that's who we were talking about. Um, well, anyways, so um, Alex is the jewel appraiser where she works at. Um, she sees something in the jewel, and of course, um, what's the first thing you're going to do on a jewel, just to make sure it's not damaged, is let's go ahead and blow on it. And as you guys know, when you rub the lamp or blow on something, it activates it. It summons the djinn. But the djinn actually is still trapped in the gem. We don't know what's going on just yet. So she takes it to her friend to go get tested, because again, she sees like a crack or something that's in it, of something that's happening. While her friend Josh is actually looking through it, this sucks because the, the gem starts to actually crack and he's legitimately like face first over it and it explodes. And they set this whole thing up. I thought they were going to maybe get together, but I was like, oh, don't be creepy, Josh. Like, let the, let, let the romance build. You can yeah. save her later on the movie or something. Yeah. Nope. No. 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 He was already, he's gone. He's the, real dead. <laughs> the explosion hurt him really bad. And from the mix of the explosion... We see this creature that comes crawling out to him, and legitimately, it looked okay. You're making that face like, oh my god, it was so disgusting and everything, but it reminded me of Cell from Dragon Ball Z. Yes, yes, it yes. looked like a baby Cell. Yeah. I almost, <laughs> my thought was, it's a little wet boy. He just was so <laughs> wet and slimy. Yeah. It grossed me out. But he did, He. I wrote down, looks like, like a baby Cell from Dragon Ball Z. I, I, I wrote down the exact same thing. Okay. In in all of his pain and all of everything else, Josh, uh, the, the creature tells him, you know, I can take your pain away. I can make it, but you just have to tell me. And Josh says, yes, take make, make the pain stop. Make everything stop. So the creature does what he does or the djinn does what he, what, uh, what he says. And he kills Josh to stop the pain. Because again... If you don't really know that much about like jinns in, in general or anything like that, jinns usually are very manipulative. They're very, um, they sway your words. They're to, giant scaly monkey paws. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, yeah, that's actually the really best reference. They're giant monkey paws. Okay. Um, but yeah, jinns uh, will always make you kind of wish for something that you didn't really want and then give it to you in a completely different way that you didn't really think of it. For example, let's say you wanted a new car. Well, you're going to get it, but it's going to be stolen from the mob. Yeah. And then you or, have a hit out on you kind of thing. I want a plate of spaghetti, but turns out it's your arm. Something your arm? They do what? Some That's like stuff. not even like a good example of like something. Well, I wrote down a bunch of good examples I'm not of, a genie. I don't make the of, of, the, of this djinn. So the djinn, uh, he actually gets his power from people that make wishes. Um, we see him after he kills Josh. He starts to gain his whole human form. He... He looks like a full person, but a demon person. Yeah, he's like, like he's. It seems like he gets. He, he grew up. Like, yeah, yeah. He becomes more whole, uh, almost like the mummy. Yes, he becomes yeah, more whole. Yeah, with the, wishes. The, the, the more soul, the more uh, wishes he grants, the more power he gets, and the more everything he happens. So he's walking around. We're still talking about the djinn. He's walking around, and he, we come across this hobo that is fighting with this pharmacist. Of course, guys, you have to make sure to 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 word your words correctly because he says. Um, yeah, I want that guy to die in there from cancer, like right now. And the only thing I want in return is for my cigarette to be lit. And the gen's like, cool, no problem, easy wish, bam. Go ahead and grant it. And the guy, uh, the pharmacist on the inside, legitimately like Immediately shrivels up, shrivels just, and boils and that, tumors. That one was bad. Like just, that one was like, oh my gosh. To me, that was probably the worst one. That one was so like. Uh, yeah, it yeah. Was, that one was grisly. That one was grisly. And before the gym leaves, he tells him, I will come back calling for uh, for payment yeah. later on. You know, um, what did your wish cost you? And he is like, I, I don't know. And the gym specifies, well, maybe a soul? Question mark. You know, like, does it? Do you believe in souls? Yes. Yes? Well, no, so I, so do I. I feel like that's what makes... That was rhetorical. No, no, no. I feel like that, that's what makes a person's personality, like everything yeah. for, for it. But um, but some people don't, so I can kind of understand why they threw this part into it, because like I know some people are like, ah, like that episode of The Simpsons where Bart was like, oh, I don't have a soul, you know? And then all this stuff started happening to him weird. I feel like that was the same kind of premise uh, with that question in this movie. Yeah. Just because, again, there's going to be people that are like, oh, no, you don't have one of those. You know? It, it's not... Um, and so whenever the second guy makes this wish, Alex 
starts to feel pain. She starts to feel all this stuff because, again, she is the one that technically released him. Activated him, yeah. yes. And this is where we kind of learn a little bit of backstory uh, of Alex. Uh, she has kind of a survivor's guilt. Yeah. There was a fire, mm-hmm. um, and apparently her parents died in it, and she was only able to save her sister who lives with her. And her sister's kind of talking her through, hey, it wasn't your fault that that this stuff is happening, yeah. that you're feeling these pain or whatever. So, yeah, and, and this is actually a really cool uh, spot on the movie, too, um, when her sister's talking to her, because you actually get, again, like you said, you get to see her, you get to understand her. And kudos for this one, because Alex, um, she already knew something was going up, and she was like, nope, I'm going to figure this out, we're going to get to the bottom of this, like, I'm not going to wait around until other stuff happens, I'm going to go ahead and do this now. Good job on you. Alex was like, never the damsel in distress. Right? No, she was the one that I was like, no, I'm going to handle everything. You know who she reminded me of a lot? Um, she actually reminded me of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Because, again, she was already like, nope, something's going wrong. Something's not right. We got to figure this out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ahead of this. Like, I need to, to be focused. I need to do all this stuff. She also reminded me of Kate from Dust Till Dawn. Do you remember who Kate is? The, the character? That's not, not Juliet Lewis, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Juliet yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis. Again, again, a, a a female actress that was like super hardcore and she was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop doing anything and they know. didn't come to screw around. Exactly. Like, no, they came to handle their business, which was again, kudos to them. That was awesome. I loved that about their characters. Um, and also, side note, he actually worked in both of those movies in special effects and helped writing uh, from Dust Till Dawn, too. Yeah. So that's uh, – or the producer. Um, the I'm sorry, not producer. The director, Robert Kurtzman. He actually worked in both of those movies also. Yeah. Um, so from there, we actually get to uh, – it snaps back after uh, uh, Alex and her sister are talking. Back to the gin. The gin now is actually at the morgue tearing the face off of a dead body. Okay. Okay, yeah. This part, the the this the what the the when you the morgue the, worker this, yeah comes the, in the, and the is nurse. like, dude, oh. what are you doing? It's really dark yeah. in here. And the gin's like, oh, do you want to see? And a normal person would just turn on the lights for him. No, no, not even see. He didn't ask that. He said, do you do you want to unsee what yes. you've seen? And the guy was like, yeah, because he saw the djinn ripping off the guy's face from the dead body. And he was like, yes, I want to unsee what I've seen. You know, so the um, so the djinn was like, cool. <laughs> Granted, buddy. And what happens? He s- seals his eyes shut. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down, so bro, bad. you can't just seal somebody's eyes shut and steal another guy's face. I mean, why not? He's all powerful, <laughs> but but no, that was just so epically just so gnarly. Oh. These effects, and it doesn't look like they don't look fake. It Cheesy. Looks they they legit. look legit real. It looks like, like this eyes. This guy's eyes just yeah, like sealed shut. Like sealed, like kind of like a burn. Uh, Almost like it? a burn, yeah. Yeah, like like they were burned or, or cauterized. Seared. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was thinking for. Cauterized shut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so again, whenever that happens, Alex again starts to feel this wish occurring and the pain that the guy uh, is having from having his eyes shield sealed shut. Can I also interrupt really quick and yeah, say that I thought that the gin stole Josh's face? See, okay, I thought that too. When I first saw this movie, and then right when I was watching it this time, I was like, oh, okay, no, completely different person. Yeah, because I but, thought he was going to steal Josh's face. I was like, oh, that totally works. Because yeah. then he can show up at Alex's face and be like, JK, hey, I didn't I'm, die. Yeah, I'm alive. Let's let's go. Let's, uh, let's yeah. do this stuff, you know? Um, so from there, uh, Alex is actually talking to Mr. Beaumont about um about the statue and and the and a little bit of the story and he tells her go find this professor at the college her name is wendy durant yeah wendy durant um also played by jenny oh uh oh oh i believe i believe that's how to pronounce her last name i apologize um but did you did you recognize her I thought she looked familiar, but I also thought she looked like my fourth grade teacher, so I was confused. <laughs> she – okay. This is one of the reasons why I love watching older movies, especially after you see some of the newer movies mm-hmm. um, because you can actually be like, oh, hey, that was that person when she was young. That was the lady from the movie Devil that was uh, – about the, the people that were stuck in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the, the, the lady that played the possessed devil. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. The with the short with the short auburn hair? Yeah. Yeah, that was her. Oh wow. Yeah. 
And then she's been on other TV shows. She's actually been in a lot of stuff too, but I didn't write down a lot of it because again, I was trying to, I was missing parts of the movie that I was like, oh my gosh. I feel like a lot of people in this movie were, are those actors that are in like, they're in TV shows that only last a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. or they're in a movie that you sort of know, and you know their faces from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so while Alex is talking to Wendy, Wendy is like telling her about the story of Persia, of, uh, of the djinn, and telling her about how this, uh, this kingdom went, uh, went gone. Like, it just, it, um, there was a great destruction, there was a great of, of everything. Um, and... This is where Wendy tells Alex that um, how jinns are actually evil. Again, and she's like, well, what are you talking about? Jins are good. They're supposed to grant wishes, kind of like fairies. You know, they're good people. And Wendy's like, no, uh-uh, sweetheart. That's what we've made now in fantasy. Um, and what we've made to kind of tell children and everything so that they know that not to be scared of it, but really they should be because they're super evil and pretty much dicks. Yeah, they're you know, yeah, and we've just told it to make ourselves comfortable. You know, and I think it's a great reference too because I think I want to say she was referencing some of the other kids' movies um, because like a lot oh, of sure. a lot of kids' movies. Um, you know, I'm not going to say any main like brand names or anything like that, but they're made from like Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, and Hans Christian Andersen, who are all really jacked up. Yeah, you like, guys should hard read care them. them. They're really jacked up. But after you listen to this, yes. <laughs> Um, so while Alex is getting told all this stuff, um, Wendy's telling her that again, um, jinns were actually introduced to the world after the angels went to heaven, but before God made man. They're almost, to They're, me, the way she described it is the angels were the light mm-hmm. and in between the world of the light and the humans was this darkness and that's was, where the jinns came yeah, from. Yeah, was, was this fire, which, um, corresponds back to the stone, um, which uh, I believe it's it is the the firestone of, of Persia or um, I know I wrote it down something like that uh, yeah I'm gonna have to find that too again because they actually do name it in the yeah. movie and, but they only name it like once or twice yeah yeah it's if you if you uh, if you're not paying attention like you really miss it like me and Quincy did obviously here guys um, but while they're uh, while they're talking about that we go back to the gin which this wish I thought this wish was like. The most jacked up fulfillment yeah. of the wish of the entire this movie. This one was, was messed up. Okay, guys. So the djinn is, is going in this uh, clothing store now with the, with the face of this man because he, again, stole the face. He changed his body and everything. Um, we actually don't know the name of the man, so we're just going to keep calling him the djinn. What? At the end of the scene that we do find out his name. His name's Nathan. The... The, the guy gin. that he ripped the... Oh, okay. Well, so. The Jin takes the name Nathan. I don't know where he gets the name, Yeah, but he chooses right. the name Nathan. Okay. I'm still going to go with the Jin just to make sure to that make we make it not we, confusing. Yeah, to make it not confusing. So the Jin um, is there at a clothing store, and he meets this young, uh, this young attendant, this young sales representative, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're really pretty. You're really beautiful. Um, but aren't you, aren't you afraid that that, that, be- that beauty's going to fade? And she's like, well, yeah, everybody gets old. That's Everybody, what how life is. Yeah, that's how life is, right? Ugh, there's nothing you can do about it. And he's like, well, yeah, sure there is. Why don't you just ask for it? And again, she's like, yeah, I wish I could be beautiful forever. Which she, she did word it really, she worded it well, but not well enough. Because again, that's still super vague on how you want to be beautiful forever. Exactly. And she gets turned into a mannequin. Yeah. Kim Cattrall style, except she doesn't get to have fun 80s adventures. <laughs> I honestly thought that, like, because my brain went to, uh, with this wish, that he was going to make her into, like, a painting or something. That's what I thought. Because you know? I thought um, at the end of this, when he says it, um, a lady kind of walks in front of the screen, and I thought it was going to cut, and it was just going to be the like, girl, like, yeah, in a picture. Like, in a picture or something, like like an ad or, or something about about beauty. But no, she turns into a mannequin, which, the which again, folks are probably like, oh, okay, it's a mannequin. At least she's dead kind of thing. Nope, she's not dead. She's actually still alive inside the mannequin. And you see her eyes moving and everything, but she can't. She can't speak. She can't do anything. She looks like she looks like one of the people from House of Wax. Yes, yes, exactly. And it was yeah. weird because it's that's what the night ninety seven you said. Yeah, and the effects were really good for it to be. Yeah, that you know a ninety seven. You know. Yeah, exactly. So from there, um, we actually go back to Alex's apartment where she's she just found the story that that uh, that Professor Wendy was telling her about. Um, in regards to how the jinn operates, how the, why the jinn grants only one wish to one person, 
uh, of everything. Do you want to talk about this one? I, I was just going to say this is my favorite um, horror movie trope from like the 80s and 90s uh-huh. is when people are researching and you get a shot of all of the books spread out on the table with notes next to it. That is my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah, that is true. Like, I mean, it reminded me a lot of like Supernatural episodes where it's just like everything's sprawled out and you're like, oh, okay, here's this uh, lore on this and this on this. But what she finds out is that the djinn actually must charge the stone first because the stone acts as a key to his world. Yes. Um, so he has to charge the stones first uh, with people's souls that grant that he granted one wish for. Um, the person that opened up the stone or that activated it gets three wishes, and after the third wish, the door to the djinn's world will open into man. So giving him that uncontrolled power to ruin everything. Yeah, well, I, for the, his whole race to come through and and run, they would be declared as gods, you know, because um, which something we'll get into. Well, something that Wendy says a little bit later on that's going to make more sense to it um, when she's she actually tells him that you know a lot of people don't believe in any of the superstition anymore. You know? Yeah. I don't think. Because, I mean, like, if somebody were to be like, oh, yeah, there's a djinn alive, so-and-so, would you believe them? No. You know? No. You'd be like, okay, they're kind of crazy, or they watch one too many cartoons. Yeah. Um, But, but, yeah, so just keep, just remember about that, folks. Um, So, again, in this movie, there is a lot of, like, jumping back and forth, because you're actually trying to watch and see what the djinn is doing, as well as Alex. It's kind of like a... um she's trying to get the one up on him and yeah. he's kind of powering himself up while she's while she's doing looking it. for a way to defeat him. Exactly. So um the djinn actually finds out um where where Alex works. By uh, this is something that we we jumped back to is he goes to the police station and finds yeah. the detective. Yep. I was actually about to cover that too. This wish was this wish was, was kind of crazy because, I mean, I didn't really see where any of this could really go. Um, there was a cop that said that, hey, I wish this one guy would uh, would do a crime that everybody could see so he couldn't walk again because he kept... He was murdering um, people. He kept walking on technicalities. Yeah. And so, yeah, the guy does. He ends up shooting up the police station and ripping out a man's jaw. He ripped his jaw off, Ruben. He just... Yeah, and I just... I had to turn around for a second. I had to kind of look away because it grossed me out. And I wrote in capital letters, he ripped that man's jaw off. Yeah. Like, again, there's no there's no slowdown in this movie. They, no, it, it is it's, just... It's, it's just one wish after another and everything like that. And um, so, yeah, so the cop... Uh, the cop is dealing with that, and so the djinn actually takes Alex's information of where she worked and what's going on with it. Um, and then from there, he goes to her work uh, at the at the auction house. Um, and he he runs into a security guard, and which this one, I thought the security guard was safe. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be safe. But, he but, had a sweet mullet. But no, oh yeah, he did have a he nice mullet. He had mullet. an awesome mullet. But um, but no, again, the djinn was like, hey, what do you wish for? What do you, you know, what do you desire? What's something in your world? Did you want to be this all this time, you know? And I want the, you to go away. Yeah, and he says in, in perfect terms, I want you to leave. I want you to walk away. And the djinn starts and the doing like, it I have to. I have to, but of course, he doesn't know he's a djinn, and I understand that, but you're still like... Quit while you're ahead. The guy was leaving. You shouldn't have said anything else. And he's like, ha, the only way you're going to get through me is... The only way you're going to get in is to go through me. go through me. And guess what we get? He turned him into glass. Han Solo 2. Yeah. Genie Boogaloo. He turns (laughs) this man into a door and he walks through him. And then it shatters. And then it shatters. He fused him to the door and then walked through him. That was just... I was epically crazy it was so crazy yeah. the shattering effect and then it flying at your face if that was in 3d it would have been awesome you probably would have jumped off the couch i jumped a little bit <laughs> i did um so after the security guard the gin finds alex's boss um which the boss is kind of he's not like a sleazy guy but he's very much um like hey i want the money i want the money like what are you gonna offer me let's make a deal kind of thing i feel like he's definitely killed somebody i don't know about killed somebody but i would definitely say backstab somebody in, he's in, rough in somebody like a deal up. yeah Hardcore. So his, um, so the boss is like, okay, cool. If you really are this wish man that you're saying you are, you know, I wish that I had a million dollars. And again, folks, this is where I was talking about before to make sure that you, if you ever run across a situation like this, word your stuff carefully. I, I'm one, gonna, I'm gonna one up you on that, Ruben. If someone speaks to you in riddles and starts asking you what your deepest desires and your wishes are, don't talk to them. I mean that, that too. Think of dare. Just say no. <laughs> Just. Say- <laughs> 
just say, just say no. no. So the boss says, okay, cool. Well, then I'm going to wish for something easy. I wish I was a millionaire. And you're like, oh, okay, what's going to happen to him? Well, it, it shows his mom going in there. And she's like, oh, I forgot to sign a beneficiary on my, uh, for my plane ride. I'm going to go ahead and sign my son's name um, because I'm like the super billionaire person. And the plane explodes. So this just made me think of a sidebar really quick. Okay. That used to be a big thing. Like up until I want to say the 2000s was you could just go into an airport and there were little kiosks. And you could just be like, uh, I need insurance for this much. And you would sign it. And it would mail off to whoever your beneficiary was. So if the plane crashed, it you would get the money. See, I didn't know that. I, I, I wasn't sure if that was an actual thing or anything like yeah. that. So. Um, it might have stopped a little bit earlier than that mm-hmm. uh, because a guy actually blew up a plane to get money from to his get mom. Money from, wow, that's crazy. So that, that's what – when you just said that, I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So those that was an actual real thing. I don't know when that stopped, but you could actually go and get millions of dollars in insurance policy from a little machine at the airport. Oh, that's that's pretty neat. I didn't. Yeah, I really honestly didn't know about any of that. That's that's pretty cool. Um, so from this, we've already seen that the gin is messing, um, is going around collecting more and more wishes. He's powering up. Um, so we cut to a scene where Alex is actually a. She's also a coach for like a. Um, a youth, a girls a, basketball a, team. A, a girls basketball team, um, and she's telling the kids about stillness, and that's focusing. And you know, there's always going to be situations that arise that you need to make sure you have stillness for. And what what would you say stillness is? Uh, stillness is is you have to be calm. You have to be centered. Know what you're up against. Know it in your head, but not be rattled by what you're facing. Exactly. So that's actually. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't have said it anywhere better than better myself. Um, so as she's talking to the kids, everything, um, we, uh, it pans back to her apartment, right? No, we, we see her sister is in the stands and who should appear behind her sister, but, but of course the, the gin. And here's where I know, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but he has a tell. That yes. gives him away. Yeah, he it was his uh, his index finger. Yes, he always tapped it on yeah. his collar he, he when his, he was gonna do or, some fuckery. Or whenever he was making a wish for anybody, he would yes. tap like that was like granted kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. I started noticing that too, and I started remembering like every time that he would do it. He did it with uh, when the hobo on the uh-huh. on the dumpster. He did it with uh, the boss on the on the chalice. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I yeah. I, just That's when you know that the gin is on his bullshit, is when he taps his index um, finger. And again, uh, so so he's there at the basketball, uh, at, the, at the, the coaching session, and Alex already feels and knows that something's up. Something's there. They're, like I said, they're connected, but yeah. not like a lot, but so she knows, and she's like, mm, don't she like that She kind of recognizes him. him. Yeah. And he uses her sister's phone mm-hmm. and tracks down the professor. Yeah, because when she has just called the professor on the phone and yeah. he calls her and is like, oh, no one's there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, that's who he's calling. Yeah, he's plotting. He's plot. Yeah, no. Again, like, like you said, this is a very big movie where they're like, OK, I'm going to be two steps ahead of this person when they don't really real think that the other person's trying to one of them as well. Um, so on this next part, we actually see the gin sitting on a couch uh, in this apartment. We don't know whose apartment it is. It looks fancy. As it shit, it does. You know, it actually was like a nice apartment too. I liked all the stuff on it too. Um, but anyways, he uh, he holds the stone, the the fire stone that was tra- that trapped him before, and he says the words, um, "I hereby claim what is owed." And if you guys remember what I was talking about, is um, what's owed is is everybody's soul that made a wish. And this is where and, we see, yeah. Everybody that he's made a wish for. Have you kept count so far of how many people? Five. That's right. Five deaths that happen. Because when he rips the soul out, he ends up killing them. Yes. And this is where I was a little confused. I had to Mm -hmm. think about it, but you've clarified it for me. Okay. Um, I was like, okay, he's granted five wishes. He should be able to open the stone. But it has to be a specific, the specific person who activated it. Yes, exactly. So now that he's charged the stone, the stone's good to go to act as the key to the doorway. Okay. Yeah. Now the other person, the person Alex, just has to make three wishes to uh, to get it, you know, to get the door open. But here's the other thing too: when uh, when he stole the souls, Alex felt everything. So she felt five deaths happen all at the same yes. time. I can't even fathom 
the the feeling that that would be uh, feeling one and she feels five yeah like that's just that that just blows my mind you know that's, that's just crazy um so Alex uh is starting to feel like you can see her like she's feeling all this um this tension this this scaredness this anxiety and everything she goes over um to an apartment and when uh the person that opens it it's Wendy it's Professor Wendy and she's like hey I need to talk to you um Alex uh, then starts to tell Wendy that hey I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I've been doing research. This is the story. The gin is after me. I opened up the lock. I need to know how to stop it. This is how we Which, stop again, it. good for her because she's already like, nope, I need my plan. I need to figure this out. Go to I a need, trusted friend. I, I need to figure this out. You know, someone that's going to semi-believe me, especially in all this stuff. So during this part, Wendy is like, oh, come on. You know, that's, that's, we're in the 21st century. There's, there's no such thing as gins. Can I get you a, can I get you a, a coffee? Are you, are you cold? Are, Would you like me to turn the AC on? Do you want some food? Can I get you a food? And Alex is like, why the hell are you keep asking me for stuff I want? Which, good girl, uh, again, Alex, just uh, awesome Always stuff. Always on the ball. Always on point. Because she's like, I never told you who I worked for. I never told you any of this. Why do you keep asking me for stuff? And she's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm leaving by I'm out. There was also a tell in this. Other than that... The Wendy um, reaches out to Alex's hand and taps her with her index finger. Yeah, with her index finger again, and that was your that was a good tell because I was trying to figure out why the camera zoomed in on that part, anyways. Yeah, but um, so when Alex is about to leave or anything like that, the gin changes back from Wendy to the gin and is like, "Where are you going? Get back here!" Not the professor. He ripped her face off. Yeah, he ripped her face off too because Wendy made a wish also to. Um, to unsee what she had seen also, so he pretty much killed her. The djinn then is pretty much there face-to-face -face against Alex. They, they've seen each other now for the first time in lights, where, and in this part, the djinn actually makes Alex, makes her use wishes. I wrote down in big letters, don't do it. Don't wish for shit, Alex. Right? <laughs> right? And, and, I mean, and he even gave her a, a freebie. Yes. You know, and again, folks, she was on point with this. I want you to destroy yourself. I want you to blow your brains out right now and kill yourself. And so the, the djinn does it. The djinn does it and was like, ha, huh, I can't actually die until you make your three wishes, you know, or unless I get sent back. So you're kind of SOL'd. Yeah. You know, so from there, she, um, she wishes to know yeah, the djinn. Yeah, which, very smart wish on her aspect. Very smart. You know, like, okay, hey, I gotta know my enemy, I gotta do this, this is our first time meeting, I'm gonna figure you out. And she wishes, I wish to know more about you. And so the djinn traps her in the stone with him. So, did, did you, okay, yeah. I, I, this, I have a connection to the stone, I want you to keep okay. going, and I'm gonna see if you notice something. Okay, cool. So, he, um, he pulls her into the stone, and is showing her his world, and telling her that he is like destruction, and despair, and all of these negative feelings about everything um, that is supposed to come to the world, and all this stuff. Um, kind of like a Pandora's box situation. Like she has the key and she shouldn't open up the box, which yeah, but she's kind of being kind of forced did. to kind of being forced to. Um, and she's like, well, this isn't what I wished for. This isn't what I wanted. And he was like, well, you should wish you should word your, your wishes more carefully next time. Um, and he's, he, uh, shows, uh, Alex, all of the people that have made wishes that their souls are trapped in the stone. And he's torturing them. Yes. He's like the devil of the stone. He's yes. torturing these people for eternity, essentially. Exactly. So the only way, so Alex is running through the stone and stuff like that, trying to find a way out, but she finds that the only way out is to make her second wish, which sucks because he kind of tricked her into making two wishes straight off the gate. You yeah. know what I mean? So she's kind of screwed. You she know? has no choice. Yeah, we thought we thought she had the one up of like, hey, I want to get to know you kind of thing, but not this way. Um, so she makes her second wish of, hey, I want to be away from you in my apartment with you out without with, you there. Yes, uh, with without you there um, in in the real world. So he's like, ah, you worded it correctly. Cool. Here Boop. you go. She's in her apartment. So here's something I noticed in the stone. I don't know if that was me like overthinking. Yeah. And kind of different parts of the movie, he reminds me of Mirak from Skyrim. Like the okay, because you know how in the you open the books yeah. and it's all this like green everything. Yeah, and he controls it, and there's tentacles and stuff. Yeah, the it was like a red version of Mirak's books. See, you got Mirak, I got Pinhead. 
from uh, from Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, I've never seen Hellraiser. We're gonna we have to make an episode of Hellraiser now. That that, that one's that one's Hellraiser. a crazy that one's a crazy that that one's a crazy movie too. Um. So from the, yeah, but no, seriously, like really good point on that too, because again, it's it's just like a completely different world. That's so like a self-contained yeah his world that he controls exactly. Um, so with that, um, Alex is looking for her sister so they can like try to leave town and everything like that. Shit. And the gin the gin is like, hey, you can't leave. Your two wishes in. We're more connected than ever before. Wherever you're at, I will find you. This was my favorite part of the movie. Really? Yes. Okay. So she's looking for Shannon, uh-huh. and Shannon has left a note, I'm doing hot girl shit, or whatever Shannon's yeah, doing. Yeah. She's going to Beaumont's party, because Beaumont's throwing this party to this celebrate. Epic, yeah, this epic party that he has. The gin calls Alex, and Alex just picks up the phone, and after he says his little piece about, I'll find you, she just says, fuck you, and hangs up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, she is on point. She is not like like crying about it. She's not anything. She's like, no, I'm gonna still beat you. Like I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and get it done. So she gets to Beaumont's party, and the gin there breaks her window and is like, hey, you going my way? And okay, so now some of the stuff that he's saying really reminds me of like little quips from that Freddy Cougar did of Nightmare yes. on Elm Street. So and, cheesy and uh, like Leprechaun. Yeah, you know. Okay, and so it, yeah, I was like, okay, here's a little giggling part, you know, it, it is kind of funny, but we run into um, this bouncer that's there, and she tells him, hey, this guy's trying to kill me and everything like that, and guys, this is another great cameo. Please tell me you've recognized him if since you watched the movie, Quincy. Candyman. That's right. You don't say his name three times because that's bad luck. Candyman. But yes, <laughs> shut up. Um, but yes, uh, that that's him. Um, and he was also in Final Destination. Yeah, that was, was Tony Todd. Yeah. The man. Exactly. And so he's like, oh, I have to get through you too. The gin is uh, – so he makes uh, the bouncer tell him his wish. And he's like, hey, don't you want to be free? Don't you like, want to escape? Yeah, all this stuff. And the bouncer's like, yeah, you know what? That does sound like a really cool thing. So he puts him in a uh, – Fully Houdini uh, water tank um, – God, what was that movie? Now you see me yeah. ch- chained up in a box of water. Yeah, and he was like, haha, try uh, Houdini did it in two and a half minutes. What can you do? And like walks through, you know? I was sitting there thinking, I can hold my breath for a minute. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so as we as he walks into the party too, um, Alex is looking for, for her sister. And when she finds her, she's like, oh, hey, you brought that cute guy from the basketball game. And we look and see that the gin is talking to Mr. Beaumont. And Mr. Beaumont is telling him how much he wants this party to be like the the talk of the century and everything else. And he wishes that this party would go down in history. Um, If you noticed, Uh I think the djinn kind of hints at it. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, the last emperor that did this. He was either talking about Persia or Caligula. I'm going with Persia. I'm thinking Persia. I'm I'm thinking Persia um, because that one was told about. Um, but yeah, so he says, yeah, I want this party to go down in history. And so the djinn's like, haha, awesome, granted. And when this happens, this one lady says, oh, my gosh, you see right through me, Brad, uh, and turns into glass and shatters. Full Petra style. Yeah. Glass and shatters. Like, this party scene reminded oh me of the Rage Carry 2. Yeah, of just destruction everywhere and everything's blowing up. I thought the guy we was had, being eaten by a piano. We, we Yeah, he pretty much did. Well, no, the piano strings cut off his head. Which was cool. Which was so just epically gnarly. Um yeah, and then people are getting their face ripped off. I guess what that was like uh, shrimp that people were barfing up as like giant creatures because that's yeah. what it looked like. I like alien babies. Cool. Yeah, xenomorphs. That too. Yeah, xenomorph. Oh, yeah, we'll go with that. The guy getting half of his face cut off by the lady shattering. Yeah. It's, again, super epically, These just like we're so cool on point, guys. Seriously, if you want a movie with good effects, watch this movie. It is great. There's a guy on fire. Thing. Um, it's got everything. So, so Alex is like trying to get away and everything, and the gin catches her, and he's like, "Make your third wish, um, make your third wish, end all, end everybody's suffering." And she's like, "No, I'm not going to." And he makes more people scream, more people are dying now, and he was like, "You can end it all." Which again, that's like your, that's like the villain's major ultimatum. And she's like, "No, what are you gonna do?" And she laughs at him, yeah. which I thought was really cool because you're like, you're 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 not giving him any of the power, kind of thing. You're still showing like your own. Uh, um, strength and adversity against him. Alex is the living embodiment of 
I wish somebody would. Ex- yeah, exactly. I wish you would. And, and what she tells him, too, is, what are you going to do, kill me? You need me to be alive you need, to make you the need wish, me bro. To be alive to make the wish. Yeah, and he was like, "I can mean I can hurt you slowly." And she was like, "Oh crap, I didn't think of that." And so she starts to run away again, or not run away. She she makes she's planning. We're she, not going to call planning. her anyway. No, she's she's she, having she, a planning. She makes a good meeting. a good distance to to make a plan. This house makes no sense, right? Hallways on hallways on hallways that always turn left, but they never run into each other. True. And, and there's a hallway full of. Statues. Statues, which we've learned through the movie that the Jen's favorite thing is to just mess with your mind. Yeah, to just blow stuff up and just everything. So all of these statues come to life when Alex um, runs into these security guards. Yes, and they all start uh, pretty much. They all start trying to fight the the statues, and of course the statues are going to win because they're stone and metal and everything else. And guns don't work on that, guys. Alex runs to the back of a hallway. In front of this picture, and it looks like one of those velvet paintings. It did. I want one. It did. It actually looked. It was pretty. It was pretty neat. And I thought it. Was, I was like, oh, it's Mister. You know, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Mm-mm. It was Jack. It was the Jack Ripper. the Ripper, and which is cool because the gin makes him come out of the painting and pretty Kill much the security starts, kills one of the security guards. Um. So Alex then goes into this next room, which is it's the gallery that Mister Beaumont has, and she sees an empty pedestal. Do you remember the name of the pedestal? Something Mazda? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember anything about the, the, it the was pedestal? A, it was a Zoroastrian deity. It was the statue that from the beginning of the movie was supposed to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm going to get into, which is super cool and everything. Um, the uh, So she goes there and she sees everything and the djinn's like, oh, nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide, baby. And, but didn't really break out in song. I just thought of that right now when it came into my head. Um... <laughs> But she shows Alex a picture of her sister trapped in a painting that is on fire. And she's like and, – and the djinn's like, hey, you can save her. Make your last wish. Yeah. You know, Just all for one. one. Make a wish. Just yeah. walk away. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, what do I do? And then the, the words stillness starts popping in her head. And, and something that she said earlier in the movie, you have to know – who you're up against mm-hmm. with your stillness. You have to concentrate and know what yeah. you're up against. And so she takes, again, uh, she well, uh, she takes a deep breath. And I've, I've heard this before and I've done this too before. Like whenever you get super stressed, you, you know, you just breathe for a second and count to 10. And it feels like the world slows down mm-hmm. a few seconds. Well, she did that. And she, which by gosh, by gosh, golly, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But she remembers the names of... Uh, of the construction worker and the person that died. She has the the montage of her looking of, through all the, po- the yeah. books and the newspapers. Uh-huh, of everything. And she says, uh, she's like, okay, I'll make my, my last wish. I wish, I wish. And the Jin's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. It's like saying Beetlejuice for three times. And he's like, yes, you know. Um, and she goes, I wish the construction worker, um, my Michael um, Matatoi, was not drinking on the job two days ago whenever he delivered the so-and-so statue at the so-and-so pier. Perfect wish of details, of times, of everything. And the, the gin's like, okay, yeah, easy. I can make that happen. Bring, bring someone back from the dead? Cool, no problem. She outsmarts the gin By making him unwish himself. Yes, and trapping himself into the stone before the world is, uh, or before the gates to his his uh, his realm are opened, and mankind is doomed for eternity. And so from that, which again, one of the my this was a, this was actually my favorite part of the movie was her final girl quote because you know in like these movies they always have the final girl and she's like yeah bet you never wish you met me. I loved it because it's sorry, like that she was, wished that was just so perfect. She I, I loved wished. it so much. It was it was just epically awesome. Um, so now we actually backtrack two days back to the pier, um, where we see them delivering the statue. And of course, this time the guy's not drunk. He's he looks all like clean shaved and everything like that. Like it's a turn of the world. And they deliver the uh, the statue to Mister Beaumont's house, uh, completely intact. The gem is never found. Because um, no the statue, genie. there's no genie, there's no death of the assistant. He got to live and say a couple more lines. <laughs> Alex is with Josh having yeah. her hot girl summer. Yeah, which, okay, I feel like she still knew. Yes, I was going to ask you if that was yeah. that came up, but I feel like she because, still remembered everything. Yeah, 
because I feel like she had more confidence about everything. She had more everything because Josh is alive too, the person that yeah. uh, she she saw, and she was like, "Nope, we're gonna go ahead, and I'm gonna go ahead and take risks now, and we're gonna let's go on a date, let's go do all this stuff." Yeah. And then the uh, that's how the movie ends. Well, it ends with a little cliffhanger of like technically the djinn is still locked away in that stone in the statue mm-hmm. so is there going to be a part two is there going to be a part three haha <laughs> spoilers folks there's actually a four-part uh movie segment in this uh or not in series this. yeah there's a, a, a four-part series with this with Wish this movie Master. yes which the first one's good second one's good third one eh, fourth one super cheesy don't want don't waste your time <laughs> super bad um but uh but that's how the movie ends and that's where we end up getting to uh to see you know alex uh being triumphant at the end of the movie so um for me again this was this was a really good movie it it's packed non-stop with uh with effects with with everything so even if you're a little like Squirmish on blood. Um, there is some scenes that I do say cover your eyes on because again, there there's some stuff that made me like shiver, and I was like, oh, I've yeah. seen this movie several times, and it still gets me. Ooh. The pharmacist getting it. Is, <laughs> yeah, that one again. That one was bad. Um, but Quinn, what are your thoughts? I really loved this movie. I uh-huh. wasn't anticipating liking it as much as I did. Um, just because in the beginning I was like, okay, where is this going? Where is this going? But you have this. Strong female lead. She stays strong through the entire movie. Yeah. It's not one of those, oh, I'm a damsel, or oh, this has to happen. And then at the very end, she becomes strong. And she wasn't doing it for love, and she wasn't doing it to save anybody in particular. It was more of a, you are my enemy now from what you are doing to everyone, and I will stop you. And I really appreciated that. Right? So, um, in our rating system... Oh, yes, that's right, folks. We have our rating system. Uh, we rate uh, on a scale from one to five chopped up camp counselors, which is, mm-hmm. you know, as horror movies are. I give this one five chopped up camp counselors. So do I. I give this this movie five chopped up counselors as well, too. Um, so, folks, if you haven't seen it yet, um, check it out online. Uh, rent the movie if you can. Um, again, super one that's highly recommended. Uh, we are actually now also um, some other important news uh, beside this episode too. We do housekeeping at the end of our episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are actually now on uh, Spotify and uh, several other uh, podcast ones, Breaker and Radio Play. Um, we'll be getting on Google Play momentarily. Uh, same with the Apple on the yes, podcast. So make sure to Apple check podcast. us out. Uh, don't forget to, uh, I guess, subscribe. We have or... a Facebook. We yeah, set that we have, up we today. We have a Facebook. Yeah, set up uh, today. Spooky Husband Mystery Hour at, mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we also have set up an email mm-hmm. um, if you want to reply or anything. Yeah, um, send us send us your thoughts on some of the episodes. Send us a, hey, send us a, a request. Uh, yeah, send us a recommendation yeah. for a movie. What, what movie do you guys want us uh, to cover? The email is spooky uh, spookyhourpod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can go on the Facebook, whichever one. Yeah, it's got uh, our email on there too. Yeah, and um, subscribe on whatever of those that you, that we have, we're yeah. on currently. You can subscribe. We're also on Anchor. Too. We are on Anchor. That's kind of That's where, where we're we hosting from. Yeah. Um, and... We will be doing this every Sunday. Yeah, so um, keep eyes out for the next episode. As we're planning it, it, they should be coming out Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I would say so. We try to make sure we have them out by Sunday afternoon. See, so, so you can you can still get your popcorn and get your movie ready and then listen to us at night. Yeah. Yeah. It you makes can it look perfect. forward to it at night. Creepy, turn the lights off. Exactly. Set the mood. And next week, I'm very excited because I get to pick you the movie. You get to pick the movie. That's right. This week was my week. I have so many so, ideas, and I need to peg one down. I know. <laughs> I know. I had to narrow it down from like five movies to like I had it like legitimately throughout the week. I was like, okay, I'm at five. Now I'm at three. Now I'm at four. Go back down. So now I'm at two, and then I was like, you know what? We're going with this one. I loved this movie. It was. It was a gr- I'm really glad actually that we covered it, and you didn't actually. You've never seen it before. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've always heard of it, but I've never seen the movie, and I really loved it. So. Um, so as a, uh, as our final call off guys, I am your, uh, your chilling host, Ruben. And I'm Quinn. Make sure to stay spooky and check us out on the next episode. Bye Thank friends. You.